Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 Marvel. We create our own realities and words. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to the Geek Chat. Hello. <laughs> I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And we're here, and we're going to lead you through an hour-long journey into, not mystery, because this this uh, this um, podcast is about comic books, so it's not a mystery what we're going to talk about, but it is a mystery about what we're going to say to you and what nonsense and craziness rich and i are going to fill your ear holes with yeah especially him yes so happy uh memorial day um i don't i, I bet people think that we weren't going to be live today but we are because there was so much to talk about there's so a lot of talk to you listening in your cars or on the train or wherever you <laughs> listeners may be listening to us thank you for tuning into our little podcast yes it was, um, a, it was a good week for comics not a good week as in they're all great but a lot happened. We had DC's Rebirth. We had the big Captain America, uh, Scooby Apocalypse. The Captain America, the, the phrase that was heard around the world. Spoiled Ugh. around the world. You know what's funny? Really quick before we get into comic books, people. Uh, I feel bad for DC this week, dude, really. I mean, they had everything spoiled for them last Thursday. But don't you think they did it themselves, though? Oh, I do. But okay. I mean, okay, so here they did it. They wanted to make big headlines. They had the weekend to get, you know, the readers and people all riled up over what happened. And from this point on now, spoilers, be warned. We are not holding anything back. We will be talking about it all. So if you have not read these books yet, hit pause, go read them and come back to us or whatever you do. Um, so Dr. Manhattan, that was the, the big thing and everyone was getting pissed. And then out of the blue, Monday night comes Hail Hydra. Was it Monday night or Tuesday? I think it was. Was it Tuesday? It was Tuesday. Hail Hydra happened, and everyone was like, DC who? DC did what? Oh, it doesn't matter, because people lost their collective shit over Hail Hydra. And, you know, when a writer gets death threats, if you're the person sending death threats, you indeed need to take a deep, hard look at who you are, that you are sending death threats to another human being over a character that does not exist. That's all I'm going to say right now. Um, we're going to get right into today's episode with The Road to Civil War 2, which starts the number one uh, on June 1st. This is Ms. Marvel from Marvel Comics. Number seven, a uh, nice little cover here with uh, Spider-Man and Ms. Marvel and Nova, the new, um, they're part of the new, all new, all different Romper Room Avengers. Romper Room Avengers. Uh, this is The Road to War. G. Willow Wilson was the writer. Adrian Alfona was the artist. Ian Herring did the color art. VC's Joe Caramanga did the lettering. Cameron Stewart did the cover art. Um, this was a light on superheroing, heavy on teen drama. It was like we're watching <laughs> high Harry school. Potter. I was going to say high school musical meets um, 21 Jump Street meets... 90210, but for poor people, because it is all about the science, the state 
Ultra Mega Science Fair in Madison Square Garden. You've got Team Spider-Man on one side and Team Ms. Marvel on the other side. So this is their Civil War. I mean, that was kind of cute that they did. It was like a Civil War between the two of them. But then they had to join sides. And I mean, it was kind (sighs) of... I mean, it was cute. I mean, that's one of the words that I use to describe this is because I thought it was just cute. It's very innocuous. It's just kind of, yay, you know. You know, in a way, I hate... I, so, I hate banners on comics. I think they're often misleading, and uh, yeah. it's just a cash grab. And the thing is, after all these events, people have stopped looking at banners because they know it's a cash grab. But in some cases, it isn't, and it might be important to a book. And in some cases... Like this, while I think the story was framed around the idea of a civil war, the actual only road to civil war part was the very last page with Medusa and the new Ulysses. And he didn't really have a premonition, um, but he saw something about Bruno, which is the guy who was in love with Ms. Marvel and now is in love with Mike. And Mike is, I think it's Mike, isn't it Mike? I love Mike's character, though. I think it's Mike. I think you're right. Um, Mike is not a male. Mike is a female, and uh, she's got she's really cool. I don't know. I was just, I mean, the I think the artwork for whatever reason it's really loose. And you think it was rushed? Do I think no, no, because no, no, we no. love his art. No, 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 no. Not that's that's not what I'm saying. I think it was just really. It's very um, indie style, and it's that loose sort of fun, you know, style. I don't think it was rushed. I just think that's his style now, is that sort of Lucy, Lucy. loose hipster style. I don't want to say hipster because it's just that indie style now, and this book is one of those indie books. So, But I think the art really fits in here. Because no, 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 the art fits. He, You're right. I love how um, he makes... No one looks alike, and that's no, one thing that's I love true. about this book is they're not the same cookie cutter with you know just different color hair. Um, exactly. No, everyone has a distinct look, and I thought it was very interesting how he drew um, both Nova and Miles. Miles. I I don't know. I was kind of taken back by Miles because I didn't. It, it's just so different than how Sarah Pacelli draws him. Draws him, and he was just this very like really lanky sort of guy and i don't know it's just seeing with textured hair it was weird to see him with textured hair i liked that i did too but it you was know? weird because in uh the all new all different romp room avengers he doesn't have textured no hair. because it's very it's like this weird kind of like black sculpted hair that yeah. all black people have and so to actually have someone take the time to make it look textured and make it look kind of curly was which we're going to really talk cool. about when we review nighthawk too which was great I thought the art was great. The yeah. story was, I'm like, I don't know about the story. Well, we'll get but, there. But, but I mean, for the hair, you're talking specifically about yes. hair and the way the artist draws it. Yeah. Correct. Um, I love that the sound effects were brought into the panel work, the panel design. Um, I really think this book is just hitting it on all, on all fronts for many different... You know, anyone can pick up this book. It's not... There's yeah, nothing really, there's nothing too violent, there's nothing too sexist. It's just a, a fun book. And fun is what the comic book 
products you know the companies need right now. I would agree, one hundred percent. But as to being a road to civil war tie-in, um, I don't think this it needed the <laughs> giant banner on the top. It was not a road to anywhere. So, just uh, reader beware. Uh, although covers, again, like we said, don't really matter. No, covers don't matter anymore. Um, this one kind of was like, yeah, I would agree with you. Though, unless they're trying to be cheeky with the play on words. And then and it having was. it be, you know, this was a civil war between, like, the Battle of the Science geeks, then, then yeah. I know. loved the meathead that was just trying to impress his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and they're like, you are smart. And he's like, I am smart. I know. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was good. So the next book we're going to review comes from Marvel again. We're having a, this is one of our, what did I say earlier? It's a historic episode. Yeah, this is a, this is a rare week for you guys. This is, is, unfortunately, we do not have any indies. Yes. Mostly because there's just a lot of shit going on with Marvel and DC right now. Just a lot. But we will be changing it because, you know, we love to support our indie books. And we're going to have, and there's going to be a ton of indies coming out anyway. Yeah. So. So the next book we're going to review is Nighthawk number one. Nighthawk is from the new Squadron Supreme, and this is his own solo book. Um, so David F. Walker was the writer. The artist is Ramon Villalobos, who did The Secret Wars, uh, E is for Extinction, which I absolutely loved. Uh, color artist is Tamara Bonvillain. VC's Joe Caramanga did the lettering. Product Production design is Carlos Lau. Recap art by Leonard Kirk and Jesus Abertov. Okay. It's just, yeah, because that's the um, the group that does it, um, that does Squadron Supreme, yeah. is Leonard Kirk. So they took a couple of pages out of that to give a little bit more uh, background to the character. So, so we got a black Batman. We do. We have a black Batman. Who, unlike Batman, will kill. Yep. He does not worry about that at all. Nope. So here's the thing. Oh, I here's was, the thing. Here's the thing. I was surprised. You take a swig every time he says that. <laughs> These people will be drunk in a matter of minutes. <laughs> don't do that game, people. Yeah, don't you, do that. You have been warned. So here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> you bastard. Um, I didn't know that Villalobos was drawing it. I didn't know anything about this book save that it was a spinoff of Squadron Supreme, and I really enjoy Squadron Supreme um, as a book. So with this one, I was like, okay, um, we're going to take this you know, Batman allegory and we're going to see where it goes. And I tell you, it's really good. Um, I was not ready for the weird trauma that he was going to be having, um, like the whole shower scene and he was thinking about, you know, the past and all that stuff. I was just like, huh. So That's one of the reasons why I liked it. Well, here's the thing. I Two. Damn it. So I was just like, okay. You know, he is so put together in Squatch and Supreme to see these chinks in his armor was really cool. Yep. Um, so I most likely will be reading this book. Um, I'm not so sure about the villain at the end. Um, he kind of seemed like, you know, what I first think thought about, I first thought, oh, wow, Buckethead is in a comic book. <laughs> All I need is a bucket chicken on his head yeah. and he's cutting this guy's throat. So I didn't mind that. I thought it was a, a nice little take on it. And talking about hair, this gentleman, uh, 
Ramon Villalobos. Villalobos. Detail, detail, detail. The hair, each strand on you know the page. Everyone's hair looks like hair. He draws people that look like people. I and he's really stepped up his game. Oh one yeah. The, one of the things that I did have a bit of a problem with with his E for Extinction was sometimes he would have lack of backgrounds. Uh huh. This did. I not, think we actually talked about that in our reviews. Yes, and this is. He really brought it with this, and people would be like, "Oh, you know, it's this Nighthawk. Who cares? It's a, you know, second tier character. Blah blah blah. No one really knows much about him, but he didn't. Like, he's bringing his A game with this. Yeah, and- both the writer and I think the artist. I think the team. I really enjoyed this book. I love the violence. It's like if the Punisher. It's almost like they even name check the Punisher in this. Yeah. Um, it's like the Punisher Batman. Yeah, and he's black, but. I really feel like we got a lot of who he is and what he's going through. And you said it. In Squadron Supreme, this is my problem with uh, Hyperion. So Squadron Supreme, James Robinson, has set this book up, and it is about the survivors of Lost Worlds. And each one, well, we don't know. There's a couple people we still haven't gotten a lot about. But we know the motivations behind a lot of these characters. So they got spinoffs. Hyperion spinoff. He wants to be a truck driver. And then he gets wrapped up with this girl running away from killer circus people. And then worms. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I wanted to. I read the first and second. And by the third issue, I was just like, this isn't for me. In fact, that's why I liked the last issue of Squadron Supreme. Because it showed him interested in this um, waitress that had a son. Hyperion. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, why isn't that in his book? So then we get this Nighthawk. And like you said... It does show the other side of him that we don't see because in Squadron Supreme, he's the tough leader who trains with the fast dude. I forgot his name. The Blur? Something like that, yeah. And like they showed us that their connection in Squadron Supreme. So the fact that we get... I knew nothing about his um, Tilda, nope. his sidekick. Love her. No. I love their, their little banter back and forth. Like It feels real. It's like how you and I talk to each other. Like I really think that if this book stays and then he has his own villain and if they give some background to the villain i mean we did they name that villain yeah the comps did because that's what pissed off nighthawk they named him the revelator the revelator yes because i was like i knew they had given him name and i knew it was this kind of cheesy name but i wasn't sure what it well, was they wanted to call him uh, something else the revealer yeah and then i love the cop sounds like someone who whips his wang out in public it just it was funny and the the gruesome scenes in this when he shoves the the revealer the revelator shoves fingers in the guy's mouth it's it's yeah it's, i was I like wow okay or the decapitated body parts the one thing if i have to say something i wasn't a fan of some of the coloring the pinks uh, yeah i think the pinks really took away from some of the story not that there's anything wrong with pinks people we don't need to get emails um, and I really, the one thing I think is the cheesiest thing out of this whole book is his owl bike. I'm just like, what? That you, don't was, like the, you don't like I the don't. owl bike? I like the owls, the owls that, you know, spy on people, the owl drones I thought was great. And his little like fletchets that he throws at people, but the owl his bike. Fetchets? Fletchets. Aren't they called fletchets? Fetchets? Fletchets. Let's just say darts. Darts. <laughs> his winged, his winged looking like darts. Um, I thought it was a good number one. I'm really interested in this book as long as they keep this level up. I would agree. 100%. What do you want to talk about now? 
Uh, about. What do you want to talk about? Let's do you're, it. You're stirring this train, buddy. Why don't we do that one? Why don't we get it out of the way? All right, here, then Let's you. Let's get it out of the way. There Let's, you go. Let's get it out of the way because I want right. to see... I want to see what you uh, what you liked and what you didn't like because we're gonna, so we're gonna have to agree to disagree we on are. this next one, folks. So just stay. bear with us. Yeah, huh, bear with us. Rut row. <sighs> so the next book we're gonna review is Scooby Doo Apocalypse. Ooh, Scooby Doo. Don't sing. That's true. Uh, Scooby-Doo Apocalypse number one from DC Comics. It's part of their uh, Hanna-Barbera relaunch. First, Last week we reviewed uh, Future's End? Future Quest. Future Quest, thank Loved you. It. And, uh, and now this one, we have Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. And the title of this one is called Waiting for the End of the World. Uh, it's written. I was waiting for the end of this damn book. Ugh. So the plot and breakdowns was by Keith Geffen. Dialogue and more dialogue was by J.M. DeMattis. And I loved their run on Justice League. Howard Porter did the pencils and inks. <laughs> Hi-Fi did the colors. Nick J. Knapp did the letters. Uh, and the uh, it's based on a concept by Jim Lee who did the uh main cover yeah that's why he shouldn't so okay so we are treated to a more adult quote unquote version of the mystery gang um i'm sorry i'm trying to think where to start because i actually enjoyed let's talk it, about what you enjoyed about it and rich did not enjoy it i did not enjoy this book at so, all it was it was it was for me like chewing on wood to get through it because I knew I had to so we could review it. And I don't understand how hard would it have been to put the backup story in the beginning? That would have made more sense. It's the backup story. Ugh. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So I like the backup story <sighs> kind of. Okay. So in this world of the new Scooby-Doo world, the gang is is not together. They don't know each other. Velma is part of this weird underground think tank designing, um, I guess... Nanites. Yeah, nanites in order to... Help preserve the world. Well, they're, they're to augment and change humans. And Scooby-Doo um, was one of their first... Uh, they, they, animal trials. They're testing Failed. it on dogs in order to make a smart dog. And they were, and he was a failed test. But Shaggy, who also works at this clandestine weird thing, uh, is one of the scientists. Who- was no, Shaggy was not a scientist. He was... Uh, dork brought in for paperwork filing. No, he was he was the smarty type of person. Mm. Okay, continue. Anyway, um, so Velma is the smarts, but she does not like what's going on because the evil clandestine people are trying to take over the world and they're going to use their science, her science, in order to augment people and make them passive and subservient to a new world order. So... She contacts Daphne and Fred. Daphne being a uh, 
sort of investigative reporter, but she's, she's kind of like uh, she's like one of those reality TV. She's like one of those. She's like um, the mystery people, the ghost people. Yeah, like she's she's, she's like a ghost hunter. So yeah. she's been drummed out and she's been laughed at, but she's a reporter. And Fred is her cameraman. Yes, but if you remember from the cartoon, Daphne was a reporter. Oh, okay. So and Fred is her cameraman, and Fred's kind of like I don't know what I'm doing, and I kind of want to do what you're doing and blah 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 well, anyway they're at this weird burning man but they don't call it that no they call it like pyro pyro guy or some shit like that i don't know and they all meet up uh with each other because velma contacted daphne in order to blow the whistle on this clandestine thing and then they meet shaggy and scooby-doo because scooby's trying to protect her from velma or from Daphne and Fred. Because he doesn't know because Scooby-Doo has like this weird psychic link to her. It's just weird. Um, It's very weird. So they all get together. They all go down and start looking at the the clandestine uh, bunker. bunker, Hell breaks loose. All hell breaks loose. So that's pretty much it in the the first issue. Now, I kind of liked the take on it because it's like... It's like Scooby Doo for adults. So if you like the weird, you know, mysteries and the, uh, you know, oh my God, it's Old Man Withers, you know, then this is probably not going to be a book for you because it is not like that at all. They're, they're, I guess they're dealing with, they're trying to deal with more, not adult themes, but more like science fiction typey stuff. But this is the same team that brought you, um, Justice, Justice League, League 3000 and 3001. And 2001. And I and if you they have a I liked that book and I liked the what they're doing with that writing. So when when it came to this one, I wanted to try it. And it wasn't bad. I know Rich does not like Howard Porter as an artist. I actually like him as an artist. I think he's a solid artist even if, you know, there's certain things that, you know, about his style that Rich doesn't like. I actually kind of like his style. I actually like his style. I think it's I think it's fine, especially for this. Now, now, now let's, so the story itself is separate from these redesigns. Now the story itself, I thought was fine. It's, it's moving along. It seemed to be very organic how they all met each other. I'm not sure about this clandestine, you know, building or whatever. And and Velma seems to be the egghead like she always is. So, so they're in their respective roles, but the way they look in this redesign is kind of, I don't know. So that was one of the things that I sort of didn't like was how they look. Scooby-Doo looks like fucking Scooby-Doo. He's a fucking Great Dane. That's how he looks. <laughs> they didn't change him. Now, Shaggy, on the other hand, kind of looks weird. He kind of looks like this weird pirate with all these tattoos and and everything. I don't know. Is he vegan? I, I don't know. He is this weird-looking kind of guy. And then Velma is... Uh, Velma looks the same, but she has these really weird kind of like really thick glasses. Thick, but I don't know if they're like smart glasses or something because Scooby has the smart the smart glasses that he wears. That which I thought was a cool idea. He he has these little bubbles that are like um, they're emojis that float. So he he can barely speak like a toddler due to the implants that made him smarter. But his brain 
with when he has these optics on can can like he's he reminds me of uh leech and archie he reminds me he reminds me of Aww. archie from um from the x-men rt rt thank you from the exterminators who would think about his he couldn't speak but he would think in pictures and his pictures and were then what leech he would try to decipher yes so it's kind of like that um i didn't like fred being as passive dumb. and dumb as he was so there's little things about the book that that i really hope that they work out but overall, I enjoyed it. I am going to leave our readers with two positives. I really liked the way Scooby looked. And I will kind of agree with you that it had some kind of narrative there. And that's all I'm going to say. Wow. So one of our listeners said that Scooby-Doo sounds horrendous. I think you know who said that. I do. <laughs> so next, Rich. We are going to go to the final day of Superman. Number 52. Superman from DC. It's part eight. Story and words by Peter J. Tomasi. Didn't we read this? I swear to God, I thought we read this already. This was for this week. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Exactly. Like, seriously. Like, Here's the thing. Up, uh, drink. God damn it. So, this went on a little too long. Did you not read this? No, I read it. Okay. But I swear to God, I felt like I read it last week. <laughs> like, it seems like I read it a while ago. That is, we'll get into that. Let me finish the credits to where credit is due. The artist is Michael Janin, who I love, and I don't know if he's going to be anywhere in this new old DC world, uh, with Miguel Sepulveda. The colors was... Janin and Jerem, Jeremy Cox. Letters was Rob Lee. This is hit. This is his death. This is pages and pages of of Superman fighting fake Superman. And then the old, which is going to be the new Superman, jumps in. And more pages beyond pages of them fighting. Oh, my God. And then he explodes Superman sucks it in. But punches old Superman away. Right. So he could live. And then I think the worst wrap up to an eight arc <laughs> story of a death of a major character I've read in a long time. <laughs> uh, one, two, three, dead. Horrible. Not a good way to end this book after all we've read. Thought, Wow. They they just did not give a shit anymore about this character. Nope. Power transfer transference at the end. You know everything goes. But it's interesting. It goes into Lana and New Fifty Two Lois because in the book Lana's going to be in the book in helping yes. her out in the new Superwoman book. Yes. Um. Yeah, because it's New Fifty Two Lois becomes Superwoman. Yes. Ah, really? Like he's dead? There's lots of questions. Which I'll answer another time. And then he flies away. Where will we find you? Don't worry, I'll find you. I was pissed. When I read this, I was like, I was all into the first three issues of this final days was a lot of fun. And then somewhere along the way, like you said, it just feels like we've read this issue. And what a horrible death for a character obviously DC did not care about. And he, <laughs> I thought he was a vampire because that bitch bursted into like flames and like ash. Mm -hmm. It's like poof, he was gone, like no body, no nothing. Bitch is dead. I was like, wow, they did not give a shit about this character. Um, 
Yeah, it. I. I don't know what to say. You. You pretty much summed it up. One hundred percent disappointing. What I. What I expected. I. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I know he was gonna die. Well, yeah, we all knew the final. It's called the final days of Superman, but uh, that was just that was sad. I mean, Tomasi, I have I have uh, the utmost respect for him. Maybe he just needed to wrap it up. You know, maybe it was one of those things. Maybe he. They were like, you know, okay, you got to wrap it up, pal. We we have deadlines. Snap, 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 snappy. Because, I mean, this was just the status quo shift. So they don't, they really don't like. People didn't like New 52 Superman, I guess. I don't know. And they just didn't. It give shows four pages, lack of disrespect. Well, but like 20 pages of them fighting, which was so unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because we got the last issue where they were fighting, and the last issue were for. And I think it didn't wrap any of the questions, which I understand if DC was like, look, we want you to read these eight issues and get interested in what we're going to be doing in our new old 52, no longer 52, our new old DCU. Like, I get that. But they put too many questions and too many, um, I don't know, it just, it uh, it aggravated me. Well, they didn't that. really answer any questions that they... I mean, it was a jumping off point for various different people, you know. For when the, they really wanted it to be the a jumping Superman? on point. Well, the like the the Chinese Superman came out of this. The what's um, what I'm saying? They they meant it to be. Look here, you might want it, but nowhere in this book do they say, "Hey, if you liked this thread, check this out. If you liked this thread, check this out," which they used to do. They did, or it would say, like, continuing on and blah, 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 yeah. or which I think they really should. Legends, which we're going to be talking about if we have time, did a lot of that. I Okay. I, okay, I'll agree. I'll Thank definitely you. agree with that. Um, I, I say that begrudgingly, but I definitely will agree with that. Thank you again for tuning in and checking out the Geek Chat. We're here live every Monday from 6 to 7 on MixLR. If you miss an episode or any of our other episodes, you can check out um, this season and any other season that we've done before on SoundCloud. Search the Geek Chat. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, Tumblr, and on Instagram. We are also on YouTube. But again, always search The Geek Chat. If you want to talk to Rich or myself, you can always uh, join the Facebook group, The Geek Chat. Always search The Geek Chat. All right, Rich, so what's next? So in the reading order, before we get to DC's Rebirth, was the last, not last, there's one left, but it's the last of this Dark Side War. Which went on for way too long. Way too long. Oh, I thought you were going to say some more. No, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so it's Dark Side War. Conclusion. Justice League number? Uh, 50. Are there two more after this or is this done? I know there's definitely one because I just ordered it. That is going to be a Titans Rebirth tie-in. Oh. Okay. So who wrote this lovingly long book? <laughs> Jeff Johns, who seems to be the DC wonderkin who can do no wrong. Until he does. Uh, artist is Jason Fabek. Uh, colors by Brad Anderson. Uh, letters by Rob Lay. Cover by Fabek and Anderson. And there's a whole slew of variant covers by John Mata Jr., Scott Hanna, yeah, 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 and Alex Sinclair. Wow. We got to see a baby. Baby grow? 
Baby, Baby shrink. shrink. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there was a whole bunch of weird shit going on in this. Book, Lots happened. Um, in which Grail, Darkseid's daughter, Darkseid's daughter, and she's not she's not related to Wonder Woman at all. No, nope, they're just Amazons. Just Amazons. Who knew the Amazons were like that? Crazy. So Darkseid had this baby, Grail. Grail wanted to kill her father, uh, and she did. And she, the reason how she did that was she got the anti Minotaur. Anti Minotaur came in. Anti who? Minotaur. Monitor. Monitor. I thought it was Minotaur. Anyway. Minotaurs are, are aren't they the horse with the the male bodies? No, that's a centaur. Oh. Uh, Minotaur <laughs> is a man with a bull's head. There we go. <laughs> We're both fucked up, right? Sorry, everybody. Um, it's Memorial Day. We get a pass. Um. So she she had him use the anti-life equation in order to kill Darkseid, blah, 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 blah. Then she all his powers got spread spread between the Justice League people, and they went off and did their own stuff, and now they're back fighting each other um, while Steve Trevor is imbued with the power of the anti-life equation and, and is controlled by Grail. However, Grail Dunn had a baby. Who is the baby's father? Al- Alexander Luther from yes, their, that original world thank who you. could absorb energy and that's yes. how he just she knew he but was going to have she she knew he was going to have her dad's powers for some odd no, reason. No 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 but but isn't that but that's uh the evil one superwoman's baby, right? Yes. Yes. But so I guess she but she was a whore. I understand that, but it's not Grail's biological daughter though. But it's not Grail's biological son. No, it's, but that's not what the prophecy needs. The prophecy just needs a baby. A baby. Okay. So and then she obliterates her, and she obliterates. So Grail obliterates Superwoman Earth Two or Evil Earth Super Superwoman steals her baby, puts all of the superhero powers that all the absorbs all the, them all absorbs all of Darkseid's powers that were distributed by all the other superheroes and then grows into a full life Darkseid and then that brings, she controls and then brings the baby combines the power of the anti-life equation in the baby in order to control the baby who rapidly aged into an all new Darkseid got all that I hope you did because I'm not going over it again so um and then they fight and then they do some more fighting stuff and some more fighting and power ring dies well the ring dies valthum valthum the evil power ring dies but the woman i can't remember her name uh is selected to be a new green lantern so she's a jessica, new green cruz. jessica cruz is the new green lantern which will be in this week's green lanterns rebirth um, number one Someone who died. So, uh, Grail's mother, the uh, the Amazon, yes, was no, no, sacrificed. Who, but who was who was the one that died once the Black Racer was split from the Flash? That was Valthum. Yes, 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 I remember now. Valthum was killed by the Black Racer. Yeah, lots of shit happening. A lot of moving parts in this whole thing. I actually, so it's funny. Um, after I read it. So Koog hasn't been reading any of the Justice League, but you were supposed to read this before you read Rebirth, and I made him read it, and. He understood everything. Jeff Johns like wrapped everything up and, and told you everything you needed to know. So really, all you have to read is this one issue to really get what's going on. Wonder Woman learns she has a brother that the, um, the Amazons lied to her. Barter came back to help. 
Barda made an agreement with the Furies. Furies. I bet you. I bet your nipples got all hard when you saw the Furies. You're like, the Furies! I yes, I love them. Yeah, immediately, that's what and I they thought. they weren't those new shitty two versions. They actually. Like they looked good. I, saw, I loved I them. I swear to God, when I saw that, I was like, "Ooh, okay." I didn't see Rich Zappy. Oh, <laughs> yes, I was, and I want. Like, I like the fact that Calabac kind of looked more like normal Calabac, and they. I Cano, think they did that on purpose. I do too. Even though, um, where was uh, Granny Steppenwolf, Goodness? She probably you know remained out back. She should have been there. Been like, I'm Granny Goodness, bitches. I love her. Um, so you learned that. Uh, Real quick, so Charles, Charles in the chat. So we're we chat live. If you're listening to this in the future, we chat live, and and people will chat at us. Um, and so one of our longtime listeners, Charles, Mr. Cranky Pants, says, uh, "Minotaur, Centaur, you people are odd." Jeff Johns, the only name Rich can pronounce. I think I've done pretty well. So he um, has done pretty well. Yes, you uh, can just. Uh, yes, uh, yes, Charles. I was so confused with Dark Side War as well. I was I very confused. I was very confused. Yeah. Um, I loved how Lex Luthor has his own mother box and suit. So was he in Metropolis? No, he, was in, he stole. He was on Apocalypse. Okay, there. so he has a. So basically, he is ruling Apocalypse. A as, subset, yeah. A subset of Apocalypse, but Darkseid flew back. He went back to... He's still alive, though. Darkseid's a baby. Grail is raising her father. But that's not Darkseid, baby. Yeah, is it? it is. Father, this is your second chance, and mine. Yes, my mother raised me. I will raise you. But She's raising her dad. It's really weird. It's very weird. Uh-huh. Ugh. So uh, where did all the Darkseid power go? It's just flying around. In him. He has them. That's why the glowing no, no, eyes no, no, at the no. end. No, that's what it was. It was the anti-life equation that made him grow. Yeah. Okay, and the anti-life equation was taken away from him. That's what it was. And then Wonder Woman finds out, you know, that that the mother had another baby and that they're all lying. So that's what Wonder Woman's going to be about. So we're going to get a Wonder Man. Mm, who knows? Wonder. And then Doctor Manhattan kills both Metron and I don't think he. I don't think it's, it's Doctor Manhattan. Okay, so here we go. I don't think it is. I'm going to be that guy. You are. I'm going to be that guy. You're a contrarian, just like other people it we know. Never, nowhere in Rebirth did it say anything about uh, Dr. Manhattan. True. Nowhere. True. And I do like, but I do like what happened to Owlman when Owlman, when uh, Bruce was like, there's three jokers. And then he like flies off the chair. And then like, how? Okay. The Green Lantern ring has never been able to do that. You just can't put it on someone's finger and be like, "You're a Green Lantern now." No. Yes, it has. No, it has not. Yes, it has. It has not. Yeah. Then that's been a retcon then, because that then it, it goes completely against the fact that a person was chosen to use it. But Batman has worn it before. He Blech. is worthy. He's worn it in an Elseworlds story. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just anyway, like Luther's had the orange. Hair, yes. <laughs> Eyebrows. Anyway, so I was annoyed by that. But what I did like is when, uh, what's his name? Owlman jumped in the chair. It's total like, zoink. He's like, mm-hmm. yoink, I'm out. Bye. He, he like beamed out. I was like, you're a bitch, dude. And then he got killed mysteriously. Okay, we'll say mysteriously. Go ahead. Mysteri- no, you do it. You, I just did that one. I did that one. I've done them all. Go ahead. Ah. Hi, everybody out there listening. Okay, so the next book that we're going to do... As Rich takes a deep breath because he has a lot to say about no, this No, I one. don't. I just think it's funny that you love you, – you, after you, he read this book, he's like, oh, I can't wait to talk about it. I can't. Uh, DC Universe Rebirth, and it has their new logo on the top right. 
You don't like the logo? So Rich is not like the new logo. I like the peel back one. Okay, people can't really hear you. <laughs> I actually like the peel back. So when as a as I hated the peel back, so this new DC I don't mind as much. I still wish I, I don't know. I understand why they did it and it's pretty cool, but I hated the peel back. I hated the peel back so much. So Charles says quote she's raising her own father quote dates of our lives it totally felt like a soap opera uh-huh. <laughs> okay so we have uh like i said before so yeah we have the clock we have a whole bunch of clocks stuffing so that doesn't mean nothing are you gonna read the credits oh you're gonna get for me i thought you're showing me the, the, the oh, clock you're a pill i am not a pill so the writer for the whole thing was jeff johns Did I let your husband in no uh the Chapter one was For lost, real. and it's Gary Frank and Ethan Van Sever, who were the artists. Um, Brad Anderson and Jason Wright were the colorists. Uh, chapter two, Legacy, was Gary Frank. Uh, Brad Anderson is the colorist. Chapter three, Love, was by the amazing Ivan Reese, penciler, was a penciler. Joe uh, Prado and Reese were the inkers, and the Hi-Fi colors did the Hi-Fi did the colors. Chapter four, Life was Phil Jimenez and Gary Frank were the pencilers. Matt Sorrentelli and Frank I don't know were the inkers. Just Frank. Um, it's Gary Frank. Oh, Gary Frank. I don't know. <laughs> just say Gary Frank. I don't know. It didn't say he inks his own. I don't. That's silly. okay. Uh, yeah. It just seems like a weird place to like cut it. It's like put the fucking full name anyway. Uh, Gabe El Teb and Brad Anderson to the colors, and the epilogue was Gary Frank and Ivan Reese. I'm sorry, Ivan Reese uh, with Frank. Fra- with Frank. <laughs> Frank did it. Frank, uh, if you're listening, you 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 inked this. And Joe Prado were the inkers, and uh, Brad Anderson and Hi Fi were the colorists. Special thanks to Michael Colton. Brian Cunningham and Amidio Toro. I don't know. And then Ni- I don't know who they are either. Nick J. Napolitino did the letters. Um, like what? What did Mike Cotton, Brian Cunningham, and Amadeo Special thanks. Toro? No, they probably did. They were those poor fucking interns that had to go through all that continuity to try to make <laughs> shit work. I can totally see on one of those giant ass walls in Burbank in the DC office, Jeff Johnson, those poor guys sitting there putting putting post its up like with a giant timeline. It's like this can go here, this can go here. We can use this one. No, no, we can't use that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right so how do you want to break this down overall overall after you read it what was your what, what came to mind hope thank you jeff johns um hope and a whole bunch of setup yeah this book was all set up there is a story <laughs> all set up but it really does link to what's going to be going that on was the one thing that annoyed me one thing that annoyed me what? was it was so much setup, but it's fine. You know, we 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 have to start somewhere. But it was a fantastic reunion between Wally West and Barry Allen. I Jeff Johns is a master of of uh, untangling and straightening out continuity. This man needs a medal. He is a comic book fan and reader through and through because he was able to go back and say, okay, we're going to use this and this and this, and it all seemed plausible we're gonna to me. We're going to tie Wally into everything. But it all seemed plausible to me. You know, it's like 
I don't know how he did it, but he was able to look at everything that has happened and say, okay, there was one person that, for whatever reason, we have not used, and that's Wally West. Fine. There's always a speedster doing some bullshit and fucking up the time stream. Let's make it be about a, a, a speedster who is trying to straighten it all out and work it all out. It was just fantastic. And then just that whole scene with with him bouncing around and talking to people and then and then him stopping Barry and him trying to let Barry know and, and Barry say, has was like I don't know who you are. Yes, but then Barry was like and then he starts crying and he's like I'm so sorry Wally, I remember you and he pulls him out of the speed force. I think it was really cool though that the it was the versions because he didn't know who Barry didn't know who Wally was and he says, you know, thank you for an amazing life. Yep. And that really the whole speech he gave for your kindness inspiration being there for me so many times for now the last time and i think that really was a thing to to us as well you know thank you for reading thank you for loving us oh look here we go some hope yep 100% loved it i and it was was hilarious was he was he was in the new 52 out barry was in the new 52 outfit and it was like the that it literally was like a can of old Coke saying hello to new Coke. I told you, go back and listen to the episodes. It was going to be this old Coke, new Coke, new recipe kind of bullshit. And this is exactly what they did. I love the, um, uh, Johnny, Johnny thunder coming back and being old, the thunderbolt. I'm thinking the thunderbolt is going to be what fights whoever the person is. If it's Dr. Manhattan, genie, I loved it, you know, that he saw and they talked about him because one of the things... But he remembered. Right, but one of the things he remembered, yeah. I think that's one of the things that I, as a fan, and I know a lot of people, really want a lot of those old characters. There's no reason why DC had to get rid of them. And the fact that Johnny remembers them was great. Um, what did you think about the the little thing about the Legion? As a Legion fan. Who do you think she is? Saturn Girl? Blonde? I think it's Lightning Lass. Do you think it's Lightning Lass? Mm-hmm. Only, well, it's either, or, <gasps> who's the one that can see the future? Princess Projectra? Charles, you're in the uh, you're yeah, in the chat. you know. Is it Princess Projectra was the one that can see the future? Because she kept saying, everything is going to be fine. Yeah, Everything's- because I've seen the future. Yep. So I think it's uh, whoever, I can't remember her name. I think it's Princess Projector was the one that can see the future. Did he say? Um, no, he hasn't yet. I think he's combing through his database. His very long, long, far-reaching database. In so his we mind. get both Ryan Choi and. But is he going? See, I'm so confused because he says there's a there is a something wrong in the microverse. No, no, no. In the in the in the time in time itself in in the very small spaces in between time there's something wrong so i'm thinking huh yeah you're gonna reach the first world of the microverse they're gonna meet you're gonna meet someone does that mean we're getting an atom book yes most likely i honestly believe we're getting an atom book but i think it's gonna be the gil kane adam when he shrunk down and it was yeah. all and it was all sort of like conan riding the ants yes. with his sword no no, no no it was like lizards because he, he shrunk down and, he, and it became this weird like conan type world yeah he rode ants that wasn't those were ants. I, I thought, thought they, they were, were like ants. lizards and shit. Anyway, but I think that's where they're going to be, and it's going to be this sort of like 
you know, Conan with him. But I think they're going to keep going further and further and further and further down. How cool was it? Ted Cord and Jaime. And we learned that Jaime. It's magic. It's magic. Wow. And Ted Cord being super excited by it. I'm so happy. Uh, I'm really this this whole this whole thing. Was and just what about like, the I mean, death of Pandora? Pandora rang in the new 52. How great that they killed her. So, okay, Charles, I know you're on the Facebook doing your stuff, but you have to choose one post to respond to. I can't keep chasing you around Facebook to respond to your posts. So just pick one and stay on it. Yeah, I told you it was Saturn Girl. I don't think it's Saturn Girl because Saturn Girl can't see the future. All right. Well, we'll know in a couple weeks. There is there is a there is a legion. If you're listening to this in the future on SoundCloud or wherever it is we are, tell me who it is. Because I'm I'm dying now. It wasn't it was remember it was the white haired girl who had the who had the she had a star on her cheek. Dream girl. Dream girl. Dream girl did not look like this. The and hair it, is very Dream Girl had white hair. It doesn't matter. It she, does matter. She could have got a perm. Oh, okay. It's not a perm. She could have went and Oh. It is not yeah. Saturn Girl. So I like how in one little panels they wow, set Charles stuff up. Charles says yes it is. I don't believe you, Charles. They yeah. set up, you know, the new Constantine book with Swamp Thing. Yep. They set up the new Detective book. Yep. They set up the new Batman book. Yep. They set up the new whatever's going on with Aquaman. I have a question. Yes. Do you think those three jokers are related i don't know what if it's like what if because if you know they showed the joker from three different eras Mm -hmm. do you think it could be like father son and son grandfather father and son and they're they're like these people that have just been born to to fuck with the waynes i don't know because it goes against what they said the joker was or whatever i don't know i don't know we'll find out I mean, I'm excited. Like that's the one thing about this that the one okay, the one thing that I'm not excited about is like the whole Watchmen thing and the, and Batman finding the uh, the um, uh, the button. Yeah, the button, and I was just like, uh, that's what pissed a lot of people off. Only because is. only because there could have been a better way to introduce them. Like, are they these? evil godlike beings that are trying to control everything like i can understand osmodeus doing some shit like that with the help of uh dr manhattan but i don't know and how are you going to fight such an you know omnipotent person or omnipotent pretty much damn near with dr manhattan i guess the genie could do it because the genie is magical and stuff like that, but and he can bend the walls of physics and reality too. But I'm just kind of wondering: are they shooting themselves in the foot by making it Doctor Manhattan? You know, that's why I'm hoping that it's not. I'm really hoping that it turns into something different or something else happens. Because because at the beginning, at the beginning, you see like Jeff Johns again. Because this is what was crazy in my mind was Jeff Johns says, "Okay, the Flash did some bullshit, right?" which caused this flashpoint paradox when the flashpoint paradox after it was over and it was going back to the way it was something intervened and then spun it off into the new 52 Mm -hmm. so and then people are speculating that dr manhattan because he can perceive time all of time at once he could snip it there and then put it into like the old 52 new 52 took place in a hole in a pocket reality pretty much because if you looked back at what happened in 
um, Legion of Superheroes when it was Legion Lost. So you had Legion of Superheroes that took place on, and this is this is all you can go back and listen to the listen to the um, old episodes of the Geek Chat. The new the when the new fifty two happened, there was a Legion of Superheroes. Legion of Superheroes was outside at the Flashpoint because, and then they sent someone back, and those were the Legion Lost. And mm-hmm. Legion Lost were the ones that were trapped in the new fifty two universe. And Brainiac, Brainy said, "I can't find them. I don't know where they are. There is a time bubble or something that is stopping me from bringing them home." That is why I believe that that's where Jeff Johns is going to be bringing him in, bringing bringing stuff back, because Jeff Johns loves Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, and I think that that's one way. I really hope that the Time Trapper is in this too, and the Time Trapper fights somebody. I don't know. I'm just really excited to see what what happens. So you're really going to be you're excited for these new four books coming out this week, huh? Yes. Hmm. So we have a couple minutes left. We're not going to be able to get into as much as we wanted to with the new Captain America number one. Steve Rogers' Captain America number one came out this week as well, written by Nick Spencer. Uh, Jesus Saez was the artist. VC's Joe Caramanga did the lettering. Uh, This blew up the internet, pissed off a lot of fans. It made me deeply, it made my heart hurt a little because... Because it's Captain America? No. Not for the reasons. I'm just fucking with you. Um, Wednesday was a rough day because, you know, I know there's a lot of nasty, negative people that love comic books, that love to shit on things before they've read it, love to trash things before they even know anything about things. We'll not give anyone a chance. I know. I know, but it was disheartening for me being in this business now. We've been open 10 years and having read comics for a very long time. Yeah. You know, by candlelight most of the time. I did, I did. Um, we we used pterodactyl oil, actually. <laughs> um, I just was, I was really disappointed in in my brethren of comic fans. So disappointed in in so much of what people were coming in saying, and I put up with a lot of shit that people say every day. We all do. You know, people that think they know what they're saying when they they talk things wrong. Or people that come in and some guy was adamant that Marvel's rebooted like a dozen times. And I'm like, they, they haven't. Um, but this Captain America thing really sent me over the edge on Wednesday. Yeah, he was all snapping at me and stuff. I, I was like, I yeah, it, it was a it, it I was really disappointed in comic book fans. I really was. Uh, and having read this, um, I think this parallels. I think this parallels what's going on in America right now. Oh yeah, so hard. Oh yeah, and I really wish we had more time, guys, because we were we read Legends. Well, I read the whole thing. I couldn't get through it all. I think Legends, which was thirty years ago, I wrote it down on a card. Yeah, eighty six, eighty seven. This talks about using fear against people. This was written way back then. So Legends was a miniseries. It uh, was DC, the f- yes, DC it was, miniseries. It was the first crossover after the Infinite Earths Crisis on Infinite Earths happened. Yes. It was a twenty-two uh, issue crossover that went through many books, and in it, uh, Gordon Godfrey uses fear to get people against the heroes. And so here we are, twenty sixteen. We have Captain America, and we have. Um, the Red Skull saying the same things Donald Trump says 
to gain followers to Hydra. I think the message in this was, um, this is just ripped from the headlines. It even talks about uh, the the Bundy guy, or I think that was his name, that took over the land and they had yeah. the, the holdout. Like they referenced that as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, Nick, Nick Spencer is definitely using this as a as a political. I don't say statement, but he's definitely um, hitting those 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 hot button topics. Right to use, as but it, but it's fitting for Captain America, correct? Because he's a symbol of America. So, I mean, and then I think it's interesting. The new bad guy place is Baglia which is where Zemo was hiding out. Yes. It also was mentioned in Nighthawk this week. Yeah. So, and it was Rick Remender made this back when he was doing um, Secret Avengers, and then they used it again in um, uh, Avengers Undercover. Oh, he's got his notes I do have my notes. Um, So it's interesting that we have a new, like, Genosha. You know, someplace new that we can, the villains can go, that there's, they can yeah. do whatever. Yeah, Latveria is gone. Latveria is gone. Um, for me personally, yes, it read it read a lot like what's going on in the headlines. So part of me was just kind of like, Ugh, you know, I could just read my Facebook feed and get all this, but uh-huh. but at the same time, it is Captain America and a friend of mine, Jeff Stiefer, who listens. He basically said, you know, outrage about Captain America, and he's like. Have you read a comic book before, people? Exactly. Everything comes in cycles. Everything changes. You know, it's one issue. All we know is what the big thing is what he says at the end. And it's funny because, you know, I hardly ever agree with Tom Brevoot. Ever. I thought it was going to be like in the middle or something like that. It was right at the end and people were freaking out. It's like, it's a cliffhanger, people. Stop it. It's a cliffhanger. And obviously there was something going on because he was pissed that Jack saved him. So he had to do something. So obviously he had to do something to show something. Yeah. Like we don't know. You can't fill in the something because we haven't even read the second issue. Yeah, and he and he apologized to Jack before he threw him out the window. And I wasn't it great seeing Jack flag though. Yeah, I was happy. Like because the, the last time I saw him was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and that he says that I was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You know, so I was like, yay. My complaint is it's funny how everyone's costumes now in comics looks like you know armor or leather and when you look at his the top half looks like armor and then it just looks like spandex the rest of the way i was like kind of threw me off yeah um other than that i thought the artwork was great i did too um i'm interested in the stories i do like this as a parallel to uh sam wilson's captain america because i want to see what sam is going to have to say about this so Mm -hmm. like i i'm interested in seeing what it's interesting that he was on the cover too yep him and bucky or winter soldier i should say what did you think about the aging of her? I told you she was going to be old. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. And they're that. all making out. Blah, I think blah, it's blah. fine. You know? They need to be like that. Folks so, need some love, too. That's right. We're going to... We're going to do what? Be right back. And as always, a special thank you to our sponsors, because without them, we really wouldn't have a show. So I want to give a special thanks to Club Card Printing. They're the ones that help us do all of the fantastical prints that you see in our palm cards. And if we ever do posters, we're going to get them done there. So if you're in the San Francisco area or if you have a computer, check out clubcardprinting.com. We also want to thank Gene Gill Met. He does all the amazing artwork for the show. You can check him out at rltpress.com. 
yes, Gene, I, I, and I don't take it personally that Rich is always trying to kill me. So, <laughs> also want to give a special thanks to Terry Miller. She is the mistress of the mix board and makes all those lovely sounds that you hear uh, during the Geek Chat. Also want to give a special thanks to our major sponsor, Whatever Comics, located at 548 Castro Street in San Francisco, located between 18th and 19th. Check us out online at whateverstoreonline.com and on Facebook under Whatever Store. Thank you. All right, everybody. So thank you so much for tuning in on this Memorial Day. Thank you. Um, I just want to say something real quick. Sure. I love comic books. I love what I do. I love my customers. I love comic book fans. There's no slight. I just want y'all to, you know. Not be so crazy. Yes. <laughs> love you all. Bye. Bye.